Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. This is Nate Immig here with Bobby Tanzillo, and we are live again on location in South Milwaukee at this uh, really incredible event space that has been, um, as we often say on Urban Spelunking, completely redone inside and out. So let's uh, let's start with where we're at here, Bobby. Where are we? Yeah, we are in the heart of downtown South Milwaukee, and this is the Busiris Club, which was then the Busiris Erie Club. Uh, it started out as a factory building for the Busiris Company, which made steam shovels that helped um, dig the Panama Canal, actually. Um, and then later on, the company switched it into sort of an employee club, and there was a restaurant here, there was a, a special restaurant for the uh, executives. There were bowling alleys in here, and they had halls in here where the entire community actually could use it. And this is, you know, South Milwaukee and Busiris are like West Alice and Alice Chalmers, right? I mean, everybody who lives in South Milwaukee either worked here, had a parent who worked here, had both parents who worked here, grandparents. Everybody has a connection to this place, and even people who didn't work here went to proms here, went to, you know, high school reunions here, went to weddings, all kinds of you know, club meetings and stuff. This has really been for a century a uh, centerpiece of this town. You know, I th- everybody knows the name Eucyrus, of course, um, but I had no idea what the club was. So just coming here was news to me and picturing what it is now with this two grand ballrooms and a huge commercial kitchen, the future Bucyrus Museum, and so many reclaimed materials and original details that still remain. It looks really new and modern, of course, um, a lot of... Um, a lot of walls that have gone in to separate spaces, new drywall and things like that. But we saw during our tour just tons of Cream City brick and uh, some of those original wood details that uh, that they were able to preserve. Yeah, there's an original fireplace here. And um, upstairs in what used to be the ballroom, there's um, some original windows that have been preserved. There's the the stage that people used to dance on and which was also a racquetball court for a while um, they saved all of that wood and they reused it in floors there's an alderman when they tore down the old high school which became then the junior high school saved a bunch of the wood from the gym there so they're still doing a little bit of last um, i saw the punch lists on on different parts mm-hmm. of the building and um, it's really cool to be here right before something opens. It's almost like being backstage at a concert or something to just kind of picture the energy and the and just the people that are going to be packing in here. So yeah, there's a lot of last minute stuff going on, but you can really, I mean, it's it's as close to done as you can be without actually being done, right? I mean, like you said, there's some little stuff that needs to be painted here or there, little bits and bobs, but for the most part, it's done and it looks really stunning. I was last here in January and it was really just a shell of a building at that point. So to come back just a few months later and see this kind of progress is really amazing. Well, the bigger story too, I mean, of course, this is uh, great to have this development, but this means a lot for South Milwaukee. And, I, and I, I'd imagine, you know, seeing this kind of energy poured into this building and this investment in this building, uh, even more importantly, this area, I can imagine this whole development of the Bucyrus Club is going to be a real magnet for people visiting, people coming to events, weddings, venues, showers. I'm just thinking of all the events that will bring people here from um, around the region that maybe don't visit South Milwaukee too often. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, when a lot of industry left South Milwaukee, it was a heavily industrial town. And it, you know, it had its effects on the downtown, and you see lots of empty storefronts and things like that. But a lot of that's changing. A lot of families have been moving into South Milwaukee. It's close to Grant Park, right by the lakefront nice beautiful neighborhoods and when you have developments like this come as well it just helps sort of take that kind of spark and ignite it to a higher level and right across the street from here there's the old train station that has a a farmer's market and there's now a beer garden going on there and um, they were telling us about all the neighboring businesses around this club that when they saw the work going on here 
felt the need to kind of step it up them, themselves and redo their facades, put in new windows, paint. The, uh, one company actually tore down a couple of dilapidated buildings, so it's, it really is changing what it's like in, in this part of downtown South Milwaukee, and we're told there's going to be a park soon. Well, as you know, as we mentioned, we're here live on site at the former Bucyrus Club, and we're going to go on a tour. We get to walk through each of the buildings, and uh, there's just so much history here. I can't wait to learn more about the history of this building. That is next on Urban Spelunking. And we are back on Urban Spelunking. We're just about to step off on our tour here of the Bucyrus Club. Everything in this building, brand new from every piece of plumbing, electricity, HVAC, um, audio, uh, visual. I'm Ernie Wunsch. I'm the owner of Skyline Catering. And now Bucyrus Club is going to be a division of Skyline Catering. So where are we standing right here? This is the, the main entrance? This is the main lobby, where you, main entrance where you come in to uh, go to either of our ballrooms or a dining room. So okay. it'll be two ballrooms, is that right? Two ballrooms. There's a separate entrance to the other ballroom first stop the grand ballroom wow okay so former bowling alley that's what it looked like okay, okay. it definitely has that vintage feel i had some good pictures of uh in january of what was left of the like funky painted walls and stuff this is the largest space that you can rent in the building with room for up to 200 people oh wow yeah the space is wide open with a bar on one side a huge dance floor and tons of cool cream city brickwork but the real showstopper is above Look up to where an old drop ceiling was removed, and you'll see a vaulted wooden ceiling that was uncovered and restored, complete with original support beams. This wasn't part of the original plan to keep it, but after we uh, noticed it, we said we have to incorporate it into the design of the plan. Hi, I'm David Keek, project manager for the city of South Milwaukee for the Cyrus Club project. Every one of these was out of scope within seven to eight inches, so we had to hire Dewey Metals came in. Pete, you want to explain? My name is Pete Burry, so I'm the site superintendent for C.G. Schmidt. We're the general contractors that uh, the city of South Milwaukee hired uh, for this restoration. Uh, it's been really exciting to be part of it. Pete says the structure needed extensive repair to bring it up to code, including a, a network of steel supports installed to correct years of settling. And then we embrace the design team, Zimmerman, uh, embrace the look of the structural repair as, as something that looks like it could be vintage. And I think it's pretty camouflaged. It almost looks like it was always there. So yeah, they did a really nice job. The, the steel almost adds to, to the aesthetic. I mean, it, it looks really fresh and modern. And, and how old is the wood and how old is this building? Uh, this is part of the original 120-year-old uh, building. It would be such a shame to lose this detail. I can't even yeah. imagine the building without it now. Yeah, and the original design called for that acoustic ceiling with those soffits, um, which would have been a very similar to, you know, like a, a conference center ceiling. And this gave it the charm and, and it reminds you that you're in a building uh, that's 120 years old. As we continue through the building, we take a look behind the scenes to a spot guests would probably never see, the kitchen. Wow. So here's our kitchen. Wow, this is huge. So I worked in restaurants for years, and I can personally attest this is a nice kitchen. Well-designed with plenty of space, separate hot and cold sides, all the coolers for the whole building in one spot, and of course, all new equipment. I mean, this, this is going to be a dream to work in. For... It is going to be a dream to work in. We're not used to, as uh, some people who are in the business or know the business well can attest, a lot of kitchens or places like this don't have a facility that's um, this well defined and organized for flow. Um, they tend to concentrate on the seating capacities and the bar capacities, and then the kitchen gets the last gets the last word. When we came in here, kitchen got the first word because we know what it's been like all of these years, and we're going to make this be a 
productive kitchen. That kitchen will serve not only the event spaces, but also the supper club and the deli that'll be on site, open to the public as well. Well, after heading out of the kitchen, we make our way back to the second ballroom, ballroom number two, another area of the building that was used as a production space for when it was a factory and then was turned into a social club for Bucyrus employees. Hi, my name is Bob Jelnick. I'm chairman of the South Milwaukee Industrial Museum. In this room that we're going to enter into, I had my wedding reception in here 27 years ago. So Really? Wow. Yes, yeah. Wow, so, so it was part of the Bucyrus Club, so yeah, it's kind of personal. And happily ever afters will continue to be made here, just on a smaller scale compared to the Grand Ballroom. Absolutely. This is where we're going to do our quainter weddings. Big thing right now is micro weddings, 100 and less. We can fit 120 in here. Cool thing about this room is the patio doors open out to, we, we can fit 90 people out there or a wedding ceremony outside as well. But for smaller groups. What's it like being in this room for you right now? You know, thinking back to your wedding 27 years ago, now you're here. Yeah, it's a little different. It's changed quite a bit, but it's, uh, I mean, the floor is actually the same. It's the original terrazzo flooring that was poured in 1920. I know Bobby always loves a good terrazzo floor. Yeah. <laughs> I love the green in this one. Yeah, and, and uh, they, they did a great job patching some of the areas of this thing out and, and polishing it. It's, it's going to be a spectacular uh, hall, you know. It's all, you know, original. Uh, lumber in here, there's nothing replaced other than these vertical poles that were replaced in 1920. It's really beautiful. I love all the brick too and the, the arches over the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Great job. The last stop on our tour takes us up a floor to the future Bucyrus Museum. But on the way up the stairs, I caught a bit of interesting history a time capsule uncovered during renovation. Uh, it was a carpenter at the done work in 2006, left a little prescription bottle with a note uh, about, you know, if you find this, try and contact my family and or me and, and stuff. And unfortunately, a gentleman passed away. I did contact his wife and his daughter, and they were thrilled to get this uh, little letter. And he left a couple of dollars for fun in there, but it was a, a great note, and uh, it was a, a fun find when we were oh, taking amazing. things apart. A literal time capsule. Now at the top of the stairs, we enter the museum space. It's a former gymnasium and is totally open. Wow, okay, what is this now? Cream City brick and restored windows, tons of wall space with high, high ceilings. This room will be perfect for the museum, especially considering its longtime connection to the soul of the company, its people. It was built into a gymnasium in 1920 and toward the uh, east wall there where the flooring changes there was a stage in a backstage area and, and then there was a mezzanine uh, stage also served as a handball court at one time so this was an employee gathering area uh, behind the stage was a great big um, movie screen and they would show movies from the third floor mezzanine onto that and we have pictures of this floor totally loaded with people watching holiday films and, and things there was many basketball games played up here uh, leagues started in 1921, both men's and women's leagues for Bucyrus. And we just wanted to open up this space, bring back the, the uh, Cream City brick, uh, expose this, this riveted and, and bolted truss work, and just gave it an industrial feel. So what's the museum going to look like? And what's, tell me about the museum. Well, Who's the yeah, person? We have uh, artifacts from 1880 on. Um, they were in the Bucyrus Heritage Museum on the main campus. 
until about 2016. Caterpillar purchased Bucyrus in 2011 and they decided to discontinue the museum in, in late 2016. So a group of our retirees got together and we formed the South Milwaukee Industrial Museum LLC to, to take possession of what was in that museum. So we have 95% of what was in the museum uh, stored in South Milwaukee and we've been looking for a home for about four years and the foundation was gracious enough to fund this along with the city of South Milwaukee. So uh, we have a 20 year lease for the space up here. We're gonna be bringing all the displays uh, of the history of the company its people and the machines uh, up here, and it's going to run from 1880 all the way through, you know, 2011 when, when the company was purchased by Caterpillar. The former Bucyrus Club will be opening mid-July, and right now, final touches being put on throughout the building to get it ready for that public opening. Well, congrats, all. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. In the meantime, you can see pictures from the inside. We've got a link to Bobby's story. Just click on the description button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now. You can find a link right to On Milwaukee. You can also find links at radiomilwaukee.org under the podcast section. Podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. You can subscribe to this and all of 88.9's podcasts on our website at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening right now, follow us and get Urban Spelunking and all of our podcasts delivered right to you.